Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Divya, and you're listening to Uplift, a show where uh, we meet everyday women being everyday phenomenal. Uh, my guest today is my very dear friend, Melissa, who lives in D.C. just like me. Uh, we're definitely bonded because we both live in D.C., but uh, we met five years ago through our shared love for craft cocktails. Um, and uh, she's here to chat with us today and talk a little bit about herself, how we met, how we share a connection, um, and a little bit more about things that she's passionate about. Um, so welcome, Melissa. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Me too. It's been it's been a while since we've been talking about it, and I'm really happy to have you here. Okay, how are you doing, and how was your day? It was good. It was pretty productive with work. I feel like I got some things done on my to-do list, which I can't really say, so that's always a win. Mm-hmm. And I went and bought paint today for my new condo, so I'm going to be painting this weekend. Pretty excited. I really need to work with you on this painting stuff because I swear I don't know where to get started. Uh, you know, my friend Andy, like she keeps giving me tips. She's like, okay, do this, do this. And I just get so overwhelmed. Um, and I just haven't done anything. And my couch is delayed. So it's not been the greatest week. I just want to share with our listeners a quick um story about how Melissa and I met. Uh, so I had moved to DC in 2016, uh, spring of 2016. And um, really, I, I moved from New Orleans and I didn't really know anybody. Um, I moved here for work um, and I, I knew some people, but I didn't have a lot of close friends. And I was just like sad about leaving New Orleans because I have like so many close friends there. I lived there for almost seven years um, and it's New Orleans, come on. So, um, I literally like didn't really do much, just worked for the first year. And um, I I don't know, I feel like at some point I started um, looking um, at meetup groups to basically go and meet people who are like-minded, compatible that um, I can make friends with. Uh, the first couple of ones that I went to, um, they were like too large, really can't hold a conversation with anybody. People don't remember you um, since you know they're so big. Um, so, but then I uh, went to a first time meetup group. Um, it was called the craft cocktails. Was it called the craft cocktails at, at first? I can't remember. I yes, think... but it was supposed to focus on just gin. So it was at a gin bar and then eventually it moved into just craft cocktails with any bar with good drinks. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, uh, we, um, met, um, so this meetup group started by our friend, common friend, Khadija Jordan. Um, we met her through the meetup as well. Um, she, um, you know, put this group together. There were about 15 people. Her focus was going to be around gin bars, like Melissa said, um, and um, Wisdom, which was one of her favorite bars in Southeast. Unfortunately, they are closed um, uh, permanently um, during COVID, which is really sad, but we have a lot of fond memories of the place. So I went there and there were these group of like maybe 10 or 15 people. It was small and everyone just like clicked. And it was like, I still, I think I, I am friends with about 70 or 80% of the people from that day. And Melissa and I, that's how we met. And I think we are probably the closest connection out of all of them. Um, but uh, we have a larger group of friends now that in DC uh, that 
not during COVID, but otherwise we hang out with. Um, and um, it was just such a wonderful experience to have that and to have met you. Um, so that's our shared connection, at least from my point of view or my experience. And I would love to hear, I don't think you've actually ever told me how was it for you or how did you end up coming to it? Yeah, so that was definitely a trip down memory lane there, even though it was only four years ago. Five. Um, no, it was four because it was 2017. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Yep. Okay. And we're doing a big celebration, hopefully post COVID for our five years. Your anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I am, so I'm more of an introvert. So going out and doing meetups and trying to meet people and make new friends is really, really challenging for me. So when I first got to DC, I was very much just involved in my work and my work friends and kind of within that community. And at some point that was not working for me anymore. Um, So I I got to the point where it's like, okay, I need to actually make new friends. I don't even think I tried that many meetup groups before I went to mm. the craft cocktails club. I was like, okay, this works. Um, it was at a gin bar. I was like, I think I like gin. I used to drink dirty martinis. So I was like, yeah, I'm a gin drinker, <laughs> which is not, <laughs> is not true. But um, it was, it's, it's interesting because when you think about previous things that have happened in your life, like that little decision of going to this one meetup group, I feel like it changed the course of my life Um, and it just made me (laughs) so much happier as a person. Um, But yeah, so I saw the meetup and as we were going there, one of the things that Khadija put in the description, like how to find her, she's like, I'm going to be, I have red lipstick and a flower in my hair. And as soon as I read that, I was like, this is definitely the group for me. Um, Yeah. And so it really was, great people and we sat and we chatted and I was a little I was a lot nervous and even in the pictures from that first meetup group you can tell because I'm kind of like standing awkwardly and I was like I didn't know what to wear and I didn't feel comfortable just being myself yeah it just takes some time for me to get there but the group was so welcoming Mm -hmm. that I went back again and then I went back again and it was it was small enough that I was I was okay, like I could have different conversations and I didn't get overwhelmed by it. So it was, it was a great experience. And I'll just, one more thing from that first meetup. We were chit-chatting, sitting at one of the tables and somebody brought up how we like to get dressed up and go different places. And wouldn't it be fun to go to a ball? And then somebody was like, no, DC, we have balls. Like at the- Forgot about that, yes. And so by the end of that first meetup, we were all like, okay, let's go to a ball. And so somebody found one. And then, uh, I don't think that you, all of you were like serious about it. And it actually worked out. And I had, I a, <laughs> I had a ball of a time. <laughs> it didn't feel serious, but then somebody actually followed up. And I feel like that was how that group became is if anyone said something, suggested something. Yeah we kind of made it happen and it's just been a really exciting group it's you know it's professional people in their 30s 40s 50s yeah hanging out and having fun and yeah living a pretty it's, good life in dc <laughs> yeah exactly like i um 
I mean, not for my mom, because she's going to yell at me, but I've gone to so many different types of bars and tried so many different types of like craft cocktails that I'd never in my life before. And I, th I credit a lot of that to you because I think we hang out a lot outside of the group as well. And you just always like have something new to share from a cocktail point of view and otherwise too. Um, and I just feel like I, in New Orleans was all about like beers um, and cheap beers, and, you know, I mean, Abita, I love Abita, but outside of that, like it was like, just like cheap beers because you're drinking at a pool all day or, or during Mardi Gras. So you can't really afford to drink um, heavy liquor all the time. Um, I, I mean, and I just want to share that um, it was, I, Khadija did it just for a few months and then she got really busy. Um, she was focusing on other things and it was, um, it was just a natural extension to who you are and um, just the way like you welcome people. Um, Khadija did the same thing and um, she asked you and you were like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to own this. That is not how that happened. Uh, that's how I remember. <laughs> no, that is not how that happened. That's how I remember. <laughs> so apparently she asked a bunch of other people that were at that first meetup, I believe, including you and some other folks. And I'm a co-organizer. Cool <laughs> and eventually she got to me and she happened to ask me when I was out enjoying craft cocktails. <laughs> I mean, like you're ruining my story. My story is so much better. <laughs> no, I think this is better because it totally captures the essence of the group. <laughs> yes. So now... Uh, now we've grown from that first meetup to 10 to 15 people. Um, we have about a thousand members. We're um, at 1,400 now. Oh, we're 1,400 now? Damn. I know. I don't know who was joining during COVID. But COVID I know. <laughs> um, I think people are just like preparing and prepared to like go out. Yeah. Um, and when we're, we're going to come back hopefully in July-ish. That's what we're thinking, right? Uh, so we meet like every Friday um, and there's multiple co-organizers. Uh, Melissa's the main organizer. And then somebody will pick a week that they want to organize and set a time, set a place, set some instructions around it if the bar has something specific. Um, and you just like end up meeting people. And even though we have 1400 members now, and I think before the pandemic, we were like just at a thousand. We've never had a group bigger than 60 or 70 people. And even then has been only for like special events, like holiday parties or something like that. So it's always been a very interpersonal type of a connection that you can build and you actually get to know people, uh, have conversations. It's not very loud where we are. Um, so it's been a wonderful experience and I cannot wait to for us to get started again. I mean, I was like, in the end, I was like a little bit like slacking with the co-organizing, but you you guys were doing a good job. You girls and guys were doing a good job. So, um, okay, cool. So let's talk about, uh, do you want to talk about work or you don't want to talk about work? We can talk about work. Okay, so tell us, um, what do you do for a living? So I do political data for a labor union and, mm -hmm. I love my job and I love what I do. And what does that what does that mean? Like, what do you do? Do you collect data and disseminate it, or do analysis on it? What do you do with the data? 
So the, the main thing I do is I work with our member and voter contact programs and you know, all of those get out the vote efforts and trying to talk to people and share our values and share why we've endorsed a certain candidate and how they will help the community and help improve things. Um, figuring out how to have those conversations and who to have them with and then creating the lists. And, you know, there's just so many people involved in it. So it's it's fun to have a little bit of a hand in, in that work because I, I love what we do. Um, and then when we don't rule, well, there's always some election happening, but yeah. we also do a lot of work around different legislative issues. So we've spent a lot of time recently focusing on some of the freedom to vote legislation. So the For the People Act and John Lewis Voting Rights Act and and different things like that. So it, it feels rewarding um, to be able to work towards something that feels bigger than yourself and that would hopefully improve the lives of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it does it in a way that is works for what I feel like I'm good at. Because when I started doing this type of work, I started as a, a field organizer, which was very challenging and I'm so glad I did it, but it's not something I could do long term. I'm just not that social of a person. So this this is a good mix for me and a good fit and I can still feel like I'm I'm doing something. That's um so amazing and inspiring. Um Melissa and I always end up having well more so like my boyfriend and Melissa. <laughs> uh Justin and Melissa are always having very, very deep conversations about just things all over the world. And I am a participant sometimes. I get like very like very worked up in a in an argument or a conversation. So I like try to like scale back a little bit, but I always enjoy our just even listening, even if I'm listening to both of you talking, because both of you are just so good at knowing, first of all, the thing that you're talking about and learning from each other. But also I know that rubbing each other slightly around the wrong way. Um, and then like, you know, making up after that. So I just love the back and forth that both of you have. And it just shows your passion. Cause I, I, I think the five years that are four years that I've known you, you have given yourself to so many um, things that will cause um, positivity and upliftment in the community. Uh, you've lived in Ohio. Um, well, you were in Columbus, the fashion mecca of the Midwest. Um, in Baton Rouge as well, right? I, I mean, I went down there for a weekend, but okay. So, but since I, I've no, since I've known you, is Ohio the only place you've been to? I mean, I've traveled here and there, but. Um, the nice thing about doing political data is that I help our different affiliates around the country run their program. So yeah. it really is based off of what mostly what the people in state are looking to do and trying to help support their program. So that's yeah. that's a big part of what I'm doing. And uh, what I mean, do you also do like local issues, like local elections and issues? Or is it primarily just like national things all over the U.S.? So for my work, 
it's mostly national things, DC local issues are not always the most relevant to everyone else. Um, I feel like with the current campaign for statehood for DC, I've started seeing that in more national conversations, which I think is really exciting. Um, But I do try to make sure like in my free time that I'm, you know, going to the marches and rallies and demonstrations and things like that. I think it's important to show up and be there and show my support. So, I I mean, a lot of the marches and rallies I've been to have has been because of you. Um, you've always been so active um, and just passionate. I know a couple of weeks ago, um, you went rallying for the John Lewis um, Voting Rights Act and just you just can continue to, did I say that right? It's well, kind of, so it was the, so they recently had the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Day of Action and there were actually four different pieces that were going into that. So one of them was the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. It was also for the People Act, ending the filibuster, and then um, statehood for DC. So it was, it's like, yes, I am all about all of those. So, so you are all about uh, statehood for DC. Absolutely. I just don't understand how. I mean, I would think that DC is mostly Democratic. There was only eight percent of people who voted red. Um, in the national election in 2020. Um, So I would think most of that, the other, like the 94% of the people um, would support that. And it's just ridiculous to me how many years and decades um, and millennials it's gonna take us to actually get the rights that we deserve because we pay taxes. Do you want to talk about a little bit on what are some of the things, so you have a lot of exposure through your work, right? To um, get to these places, do community outreach, do your phone banking, the get out the vote. Uh, What are some of the things, how do you find, um, how do you reach your community um, in your like personal space or personal time? Because I find like a lot of, People want to do something outside of just like donate money, but they don't, they don't really know how to get started, where to get started from. So do you have like, what do you do? And then what would you recommend for some of our listeners? So that's a good question. Um, and I just want to, before, before I try to start to answer that, I do want to say that I love my work and I love what I do, but you know, there's, there's so many people that do this work and come from different communities and lift up different voices. And I like doing political data because I can support important programs and important voices to lift up. So kind of, kind of what your podcast is. Uplift. (laughs) That's, that's what I try to support and do. So I definitely see myself more in a supporting role than mm-hmm. being the more active person going out there and doing things. So it's it's interesting hearing you talk about me like this because that's not but, always how I see myself and what I do. So maybe you're being too hard on yourself because I know out of all of us, like our group of friends, 
you do the most. And I know a lot of that is motivated from your professional life, but then even in your personal life, I know that you, I, I don't know if you like actively seek out for things to do, uh, but things just happen and things come to you. And you're always like either going to them or asking us to go with you. And I just, I mean, not most people don't do that. Like I don't do that. I want to get more involved. Like I'm, I, I've kept thinking, uh, what is, what am I passionate about? Like, what is it like? Cause I feel like I have to pick something and work towards it versus, you know, putting my hands everywhere. And I was like, you know what? The most, the most out of this that's, um, that I'm passionate about is women's rights and equality and um, all over the world, but especially in India, um, because I know that the, the equality gap or the inequality gap is way, way, way larger than it is in the US. Um, so, but I, I don't really know what should I do to get started um, and how to, like, I, I guess I can just like look up women's rights organization that are more like global versus local um, and just find out if there's volunteer opportunities. But I'm, I don't know how much value I can add by just like showing up at a rally uh, or going to a protest, for example. So I want to do something a little bit more meaningful, not to say they're not, but I feel like my skills or talent would be better used with something that's, you know, more like research oriented or marketing oriented, places where people need help um, doing the outreach. Yes. So I think one of the first things you said there, as far as looking for local organizations, I think that's a great place to start because there's a lot of local community organizations that are doing a lot of good work, <coughs> excuse me, and seeing how you can get involved. I don't want you to discount the showing up for rallies and you know reposting things mm -hmm. on social media and being visible as a supporter for that issue because that stuff does matter it does count it is important yeah so it's it's great that you're looking and you want to get more involved and have more of an impact it's probably i'm guessing it's going to take some time before you get to the point yeah. where you're able to do things like that it's also important that for some of those things they should have like their paid staff that are doing it and then you can i know i found volunteer opportunities when i was you know where was i i don't even remember but it was i wanted to do stuff more with data and so i found a volunteer opportunity where i was like working specifically a few hours a week in their data and research area mm -hmm. um I honestly don't know specific ways to find volunteer opportunities. I always used idealist.org and then I didn't even community know. organizations. And then okay. for political work, we use mobilize.us. They have really easy to find political and community issues and things like that to get involved. Yeah. Um, but I would also talk with your friends of a lot of volunteering and a lot of getting involved it's being passionate about the issue yeah. but it's also getting the community involved so that's that can make for and that brings us back to even craft cocktails club like it's the community and it's the yeah. people that really make it successful and the same can be said for a volunteer experience 
So if you want to get involved in something, I am absolutely ready to be your buddy and like volunteer with you and we will we'll go. I would, I would really like that because I think not only just like the intimidation of oh finding the right thing that you want to participate in, but also actually going and participating. I'm not that I'm like antisocial or anything like that, but I just think that some of these things, like I feel like it takes time for you to find your voice. What do you, what really matters to you? Um, and where do you want to make a difference? And I think it just takes you time to like get to that point. So I would love for you to like partner with me. Yes, awesome. happy, happy to help. And I can totally get behind <laughs> that issue as well. <laughs> I know, and we can drag Justin too, because He's passionate about many, many, many different issues. <laughs> so, yes. Justin is always good for a partner at marches and rallies yeah. and things like that. So that's true. Do Great. appreciate that about him. Thank you, Melissa, for joining me today. Um, did you want to get to the fun fact? Oh, Your mom was saying something. She was queuing something, and I want to hear it now. <laughs> So my mom is here. She's the reason I bought the paint. She's going to help me paint my condo. I'm very excited about this. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess I'll say that my fun fact is that my mom named me after a doll that she got as a child from her grandma. So that's oh my God. <laughs> really? very special. She still has it. Um, but every time I go and visit her, I always see the doll that I was named after. But her grandma that I didn't get to meet, but was a very special woman. Um, we actually just stopped by the cemetery where she's buried last weekend and yeah. made some flowers. So that's my fun fact is I was named it's after my cute and favorite childhood doll. I know. That is, I mean, whenever I hear about dolls, like I was not more, I was not a lot of like a doll person. I had like one Barbie at some point and it literally like the hat and everything just like was ripped apart. But I mean, whenever I hear about dolls, it's always like the creepy image of it. But this is like the sweeter side of the story. <laughs> and then your mom still has that doll. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be my fun fact for today. <laughs> well, you, you have to actually like send me a picture or something. I would like to see this doll. Uh, and I want to see if there's any actually, does the doll look like you? Um, it's has no hair, which I had no hair as a baby, so I Okay, well <laughs> we're both bald as babies. <laughs> awesome. All right. On that note, thank you so much. I'm starving. Thank you. So I'm gonna go eat. <laughs> um and um I uh, I'm hoping we can do this again uh with a new guest uh, where you're gonna be my co-host and you're gonna bring someone that you are connected with and uh, are potentially inspired by. Um, and we would, all three of us would chat and it'll be a great conversation. So until next time, thank you so much everyone for listening. Um, catch us next time with Melissa and another guest. Have a good night. <laughs>